We are in Doctrine and Covenants section 63, and we're finishing it out. We're starting in verse 49 and going to the end. And the first thing that I want to start is in verse 49. It talks about what we talked about yesterday. Yea, and blessed are the dead that die in the Lord. For henceforth, when the Lord shall come, and old things pass away, and all things become new, they shall rise from the dead and not die after, and shall receive an inheritance before the Lord in the holy city. And I really believe this is compensatory blessings. When the Lord challenged these people to go and buy these new members of the church all the land they could, it, he knew they would be leaving. So was this just an exercise of faith? Was this just a challenge to see if they would do it yet again? I don't believe so. I really believe those lands had to be purchased so that in the millennium we have a right to them and they will have them. And I believe everything that the Lord asks us to is for our good, asks us to do, and every commandment is tied to blessings he so desires to give to us. It doesn't mean we have a right to him, but everything we have been told that we suffer here, everything that we sacrifice here will be made up. And so I love that. Okay, jump to 50 and 51. One of the funnest things when um, when you, when you I have taught um, seminary is I love when something comes out my mouth that I hadn't thought before. And I know that's the spirit. And one of the coolest things is when I was teaching this in seminary. And it talked about in 50 and 51 um, that, that men will live to the age of man and then they will not die. And in 51, they will not sleep, but they will be changed in a twinkling of an eye. Um, I remember saying, isn't that going to be cool? You will call your friends and say, hey, it's my mom or dad or my grandma or grandpa's birthday. They're turning 72 and we will have twinkling parties. That's the age of man, if you look it up, and it's the age that um, Jesus Christ took the disciples um, when they lived to the age of 72. So obviously, Heavenly Father thinks that's a good age and the age of man. And I remember my dad and I talking about that's we'd love that to happen for us to be taken. And so I do feel like my dad being taken with COVID at the age of 78 was a huge gift because he is was such a righteous man that he got the desire of his heart. And I love that. I love thinking of the positive of the millennium and the positives of what are coming instead of focusing on the negatives and the scary things. This is definitely one of those things that's awesome that we will get to live in our families for a thousand years and not be separated and live with the Lord, ruling and reigning with fairness and equity and politicians that we can love and trust and follow because Jesus will reign and, I, and it will be his law. And I love that. Okay, verse 54, and it talks about the foolish and the wise virgins and that there will be an entire separation. And what I love about this is when I taught this with my one of my friends that teaches seminary, um, the impression that came to her as she was praying about this was the thought, and I've said this before, notice in every depiction we have of the foolish and wise virgin, virgins, they're not intermixed. The wise are standing together, the foolish are standing together. And the impression came to her mind, who are your five wise? 
And I loved in our past conference, and I can't remember who said it, but they said, don't sit around. If you have questions and doubts, don't sit around with other doubters. Surround yourself with those that believe. And I love the thought and the challenge to the youth of saying, as you look around, who do you most desire to be like? Who do you wish you were best friends with? Who do you think that person is so amazing and why? What is it about them? Those are the people because typically it's they are so kind and they're so self-assured and they do good things and they're, they're smart and they seem wise. And those are the people you want to surround yourself with because you will raise yourself to that level. So yes, we have questions. Yes, we have concerns. Make, make sure you're surrounding yourself immersing yourselves in the scriptures and the prophets and the apostles and their conference talks, but surrounding yourself with friends who lift you and people who are wise. Who are your five wise? And I love asking my students that to write down and then a list. I, I timed them. I said in um, for a minute, I'm going to give you a minute, write down every name you can think of of your friends, and I have them write, and then I have them circle. Who are your wise? And it's really important that we reach out and are kind to everyone and not use that boundary as um, members of the church or not. We're looking for those who are looking for God to prevail in their life. So our wise can be members of the church, and they can also be mem- people that are not. But I love that thought. Make sure you surround yourself and and the fact that in the end when judgment comes we will choose where we are comfortable so surround yourself with people that you want to end up with I so want to end up with Alma Amulek Joseph Smith with Jesus Christ so that means I need to surround myself with people who I know are aiming for the same thing and thank heavens I have people around me that do that very thing and my family I want my family to be there with me. I would not be happy without them. So make sure those wise and that you're the wise for them. I'm grateful that the Lord has blessed me with many, many wise in my life. Okay, um, in 58, I just wanted to quickly spotlight it. it. says, this is a day of warning and not a day of many words. And the reason I love that is the beginning of this chapter, those harsh, harsh verses that we think are so mean, is that warning. And we talked about it is a warning so that we will turn and we will keep ourselves from that, that we surround ourselves with the wise and that we do the scripture reading and follow the prophets so that we keep ourselves from the evil that is going to come and for the day of burning, which is our conscience and a, and um, remembering the things we didn't do or that we did wrong. So I love that. Okay, um, go down to 59. Behold, I am from above and my power lieth beneath. I am over all and in all and through all and search all things. The day cometh that all things shall be subject to me. And I love that because it's that scripture. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. And so I love that. And if you go through those, it talks about Alpha and Omega, Jesus Christ, and he talks about him And then if you go to 62, it says, For behold, verily I say, many there be who are under this condemnation. He used the name of the Lord in vain, having not authority. And this thought has come as I have studied the scriptures before. Any time that we, the Lamanites, swear and take an oath or a covenant, or we have Satan 
um, will have people like the Gadianton robbers. They take an oath and a covenant. Satan has a mimic for everything God has. That is taking the name of the Lord in vain. He does not have the authority to do that. So he is the great imitator and the great example of taking the name of the Lord in vain. And in the handbook, it says, we take the name of God in vain by profane speech. We always think of that too. We take it in vain when we swear falsely. We're untrue. We say we're going to do something, but we don't do it. That's Ezra Booth. That's all what this is talking about is saying you're going to be a missionary. You want to be a member of the church. You want to be on God's team. And then saying, this isn't, Missouri's not at all what I thought. How dare you say this is Zion? This is the Holy Spirit. I'm out. Okay, that is taking the name of the Lord falsely. And I love that. I hadn't thought of that before, but I think we do that anytime we covenant and don't honor and keep our covenants. Okay. Three, it says we take it in vain in a blasphemous sense when we presume to speak in his name without authority. Okay. That's one I really need to, to think about when we act like we're an authority and we speak for him. Um, bishops can speak in his names. Prophets can speak. The apostles can speak. Stake presidents can speak. I think sometimes in my home, and maybe in even sometimes as a teacher, um, I can carry my voice and say things as if I know and speak with authority. And I really need to be careful because I'm not sure all the time I have that authority. And that is something we really need to watch and be careful of. So I love that. And fourth, we take his name in vain whenever we willfully do aught that is in defiance to his commandments since we have taken his name upon ourselves. So those who leave the church, and Satan would be the great one of this, when he left that council in heaven and persuaded others to fight against that plan. He wanted the power. He wanted the glory. So he is the one who is the great example of taking God's name in vain. And I love those examples of that. It's way more than just saying it. Okay, um, 63, wherefore let the church repent of their sins, and I, the Lord, will own them. Otherwise, they shall be cut off. So as long as we are obedient and we are striving and we are practicing and we get really good at repenting, he owns us and how much we want to be owned by him, to be known as his and have his name cover us. I love that so much. Okay, 66. These things remain to overcome through patience that such may receive a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. I love that. It is through patience. And they need, they, these saints, man, are they examples of patience over and over and over. And we need to be. We are working towards the next life. It is all about starting the day asking, how can I better represent you? How can I better become like you? What would you have me do today? And then it is the weight of glory that comes in the next life or condemnation. And that is our choice every day. Who we seek to be liked. Are we surrounding ourselves with the wise or the foolish? Are we proceeding to surround ourselves with those that will help us answer those questions and be patient and looking for answers? 
are we honoring his name and not taking it in vain? That's the gift of this chapter in pondering those questions and truly seeking to be like these early saints who were so patient in pursuing him and trusting those compens I say it wrong every time, compensatory blessings that he will make up everything, that our goal is not to have a perfect life here or the reward here, but our goal is to become worthy of living with him in the next life in those saints. And that is the goal. I so hope you know the church is true and how much our Savior loves you.